entrepreneurs, are you trying to make bigger profits in your small business? Like many of us, I'm sure you're feeling it. Business is hard. Now more than ever, you need to have a plan to help you not just survive, but thrive. I'm Marcia Reiner. I'm a profit and business strategist on a mission. I've helped tons of small business owners to establish and implement a tangible plan that guarantees sustainable profitability and guides your growth. I want to share some strategies that I've earned and learned with you on today's Profit with a Plan podcast. So I am super excited to have my new friend here with me, Mal McCallion. Uh, he is the founder and lead consultant for Groshan. Mal has spent 30 years in the high growth organizations becoming increasingly obsessed with the elements of business, which makes some small to mid-sized um, enterprises succeed where others fail. He was part of teams that launched Zoopla and Prime Location, and with the experience of growing these businesses to multi-million dollar valuations. In 2015, he set up Groshan, which is there to help small to mid-sized um, uh, entre entrepreneurs, small to mid-sized enterprises. This is, this is a European thing. Small to mid-sized enterprises shortcut the issues that they typically face using a base of activities around product, marketing, sales. Groshan has helped dozens of small businesses, startups and scale-ups execute their, their way to success. Mal has spoken about business growth at various events, including Future, uh, PropTech, and his new book. We're really excited to hear about this and I congratulate you greatly for it. The launch handbook is due to be released sometime in April. Indeed. He presently, in, in the end of April. So uh, he is presently, um, uh, he presently uh, has a weekly show called the Growth Execution Podcast and appears in Groshan's Growth Execution Tip videos every weekday morning. So wow, Mal, I am so excited to have you as part of my podcast. Welcome. Ah, Masia, it's great to be here. Thank you so much. And thank you. And apologies, because we, we call them SMEs over here. It's one of the enterprises. You call them small and medium businesses, don't you? Which makes far more sense. I don't know why we call them enterprises. Well, you call them enterprises, and enterprises are bigger things. And yeah, I just, you know, it just it just slipped on my tongue. But you know what? Ah. If I don't, if I don't blow it saying something on my own podcast, it wasn't a perfect podcast because it's, it's, almost every time there's some hiccup that gets in the way. You need this realism, right? This this is live, people. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. So Mal, we hit it off greatly because we have so much in common. But before we go down to what we're going to really talk about today, I wanted you to share a little bit about your new book that you have coming out and why you're writing it, because this is something super important for listeners right now. Oh, well, thanks, Marcia. And genuinely, thanks so much for, for having me on the podcast. Um, so, so my um, kind of obsession, as you said in the intro, with, with growing businesses comes out of being lucky enough to be part of some, some great startups over here in the UK uh, back in the day. So Zoopla is kind of like Zillow over where you guys are. Uh, and it's, it was sold three years ago for $2.2 billion. Uh, and I was part of the startup team who helped to, to get it up off the ground. And just kind of being in that room where there's like 11 of you, and, and I was the first sales guy, right? So, so you know, we'd be pre-revenue at this thing. Um, you know, there's, there's 11 of you sitting around at a table and just kind of sitting there looking around going, how are we going to make this thing get get big? And 
Uh, and before that, I've been lucky enough to be in a business called primelocation.com, uh, which we sold 48 million pounds um, back in 2005. So, so I, I, I sat in these rooms with you know six people as it was prime location, 11 with uh, a plus at uh, Zupa, and just kind of looked around and seen these people who were just so focused on making this work. Uh, and, and I became obsessed with what happened in these businesses versus what happened in other businesses where I had observed six people sitting around a table or fewer um, and, and it not quite coming together. So um, what I have been building over these years is, is what you can see behind me if you're on the, the, the YouTube watch, but we'll share the, the links and stuff like that um, with you too, um, is, is this what I call the Groshan formula. So, so Groshan, the name of the business is growth execution squashed together. Portmanteau, Groshan. Uh, together, love it. <laughs> <laughs> keep, it keep it simple. Uh, and uh, we've got this kind of periodic table behind, which has kind of 15 different elements split over product marketing. Sets. So the book came out of this desire that um, can I deliver something in a, in, in a kind of really um, accessible format that new entrepreneurs or, or, or people who are uh, at the uh, kind of the, the, the smaller end of the of their enterprise or their business, um, and uh, you know either just starting out or looking to kind of refashion, rebuild, relaunch certain aspects of their business. Can I write something that is going to be going to help them to launch or relaunch? And so the book is called the Launch Handbook. Um, as I say, it comes out in, in a couple of months' time. Uh, and um, we were chatting before about you know your book and congratulations on that, and you've given me some great kind of tips about how to how to bring it all together. Um, but yeah, it, it, it is absolutely intended that this becomes something that people can just dip in, dip out of, or they can read the whole thing. It's got 15 different chapters in it, all of them based on one of these uh, elements. And the idea is that it is your accessible way to helping to launch, relaunch your business successfully, gleaned from many, many years, too many years uh, of business growth and, and, and helping people to to grow their own businesses and being part of some, some pretty special and fun and fun startups too. Wow. Well, you know, I can't wait because I love the the I love the concept and how there are specific pieces that are required to make a business to start up to scaling. And scaling can be scaling from one person to two people or scaling from a hundred thousand to two hundred thousand or you know, a million to five million, you know, there's so many different variations on it, but these elements Absolutely. are essential that goes in it. So why, why did I ask for the importance of this um, right now? Can you share that with me? Why is this book so really, so important? Critical. Yes. Well, so, so we are coming out of, we hope, the, the pandemic, you know, vaccinations are starting. Um, and, um, you know, we, we currently over here in the UK, we're in the third of our lockdowns. Um, but the Prime Minister actually today has gone out and, and said uh, for our route out of it. So th there are a lot of people, I, I believe, and, and you know, again, we, we've had the chat, that, um, that for whom this has been a life-altering event. Okay, And coming out of 2020, there is the, the certainties that we went into 2020 with have, have fallen away. So for many, many people, whether they've been furloughed, whether they've been made redundant, whether they're just looking around and have had their working life controlled by somebody else for the last year and have not been able to, to act as they might wish. Um, starting a new business is, is a way of solving that challenge, okay? And I believe fundamentally that there are gonna be, that the next amazing entrepreneurs right now, sitting now, hopefully listening to this uh, and thinking, you know, this is the way that I'm going to, to reinvent my life, to, to take control of it, to see um, what, what is possible. 
and the, the launch handbook um, is is there to, to be that thing you can pick up, you can dip into, dip out of, and it will help you through product. How do you build your product? How do you understand what you need to include in it and how to how to price it, how to design it, how to know your audience? And then into marketing, you know, what's your brand look like? How do you get the content out there? What's the intel data you need on your uh, on the people that you're here to serve, what your advertising is, uh, and then into sales, you know, and sales is, you know, uh, and, uh, again, we spoke um, a lot about the sales side of things. I, I, I come from sales. It is one of my big passions, and it's, and it's the one that perhaps, particularly for entrepreneurs who are starting out and particularly for those um, who are who are in love with their product and, and have some creativity on the marketing side, the sales side is that kind of gnarly, you know, thing that, that a lot of people don't really want to get too close to because it feels a little bit grubby. Um, and and, and I, I, I fundamentally within the book and with everything that I talk about is sales, you need to, to get hold of it. And, and you, your podcast is all about profit and, and it's, the, it's here, sales. That's where that lies. The other stuff is the build up to it. Yeah, but you know what? You've sent some really incredible pieces right there because there are three key categories to getting your business in the position that it can be successful. And um, let's take a couple steps back and let's talk about the product because that's the first section that you're, you're dealing with. And product doesn't have to be a physical product. The product could be your service as well. But talk to us a little bit more of some of the things that we need to do to make sure our product is the right product. Brilliant. So yeah, you're absolutely right. Product is, is a kind of catch-all for, for services as well. Anything that you are exchanging value for cash for, essentially. So, so whatever you are building. Um, and the most important thing about product is to understand why you're solving this problem. Okay, there needs to be a problem. Okay, otherwise nobody's going to buy it. So you've got to observe the problem and you've got to have a real um, self-awareness about why you are bringing this solution to market and, and, and what it means to you. And, and that then actually travels all the way through the marketing and through the sales indeed, um, because you, you start to, well, once you start to put that out there and, and articulate it and be very real about it, and authentic, then you draw people to you. And whether that is team members, you know, who will go the extra distance for the court, whether it is investors, whether it is, um, customers, obviously, you know, people who share your commitment, your belief, your um, the, 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 the mission to solve this problem. This is the most important thing that you can you can do in your product is understand that is really get to grips with this. So it needs to be a, a combination of you and the problem. You need to really get a get a grip on those. Um, and then you need to, to move into the kind of design phase. Now, what you probably have is, is a, a broad understanding of how you want to solve this problem. Okay, you'll go in with some kind of concept of that. Um, but you need to be able to test it against the market. Um, and there's a great book, which I think for almost every founder must uh, must get or come to at some stage, which is called The Lean Startup by Eric Ries, R-E-E-S. Mm. It is just a phenomenal book of how to um, get what they call a minimum viable product out. Okay, so you need to get as quickly as you possibly can the minimum viable product out into the market because what you need is feedback. I um, the, the the tragedy of, of many many businesses um, are, are great entrepreneurs with wonderful ideas sitting quietly in a corner building something that, that looks amazing and is wonderful and, and solves this problem so uh, impressively. 
But then when you go out to the market, you go, da-da, and nobody cares. And it's the worst, right. right? You know, because they've done all of this work, they've spent all this money and put so much heart into it. So you need to get this product market fit as quickly as you possibly can. And that means you need to take it out to the market. You need to actually showcase it, trial it, get some feedback. Uh, and then that is how you will learn uh, how to make this problem, the, the solved problem, the real thing. It, it's about the why. It's not about the how. You know, I love you need- it. I love it. It is, you know, one of the things that I found my clients um, forget is they maybe go to market too fast and they haven't figured out the true problem that their ideal customer really has. Um, oftentimes they're, they're just, they're like, oh, um, I had this problem. So now everybody else is going to have this problem. So I'm going out with the product. They, they didn't take the step back to go, who do I want to work with? And, and what is that real problem? Not the superficial problem, but the one way down low, deep inside the gut that, um, that they, that they don't see. Um, do you, do you recommend the same thing that they really, that they really understand who that person is that they're going to be selling that product to and what that problem is? Absolutely. So, so the first three of the, um, the elements up here, product concept is your why. You've got product design, which we just talked about, and then we've got product service. Product service is all about your person, right? It's about your market, it's about your audience. Who is your niche? Um, And you're right, you know, if you go out into market really, really quickly with a kind of, um, with with, with what you believe to be the solution, then that is a problem. Because as you say, you you are likely to kind of find that it's too superficial or that there isn't enough market there to make it profitable. And that's not going to be a very um, smart outcome either. But what... Um, what I advocate a lot is you, you, you take it out to market, but you are very honest and open that this isn't the final version, right? right. This is, you know, you, you're almost in conversation with those people and you say, look, I, I know you've got a problem. Um, I want to, to solve it. I think this is the way that to, to solve it, or this is my idea of it. And then you're asking and inviting that feedback. And whilst you can't design the product exclusively uh, around it, all of that feedback because then you know, you'll get so many different um, ideas you have to take responsibility for it. this is your product this is your uh, business but you cannot in isolation in splendid isolation make something totally. take it out there and just expect people and always get annoyed with people if they're not just like don't this work right i've <laughs> spent years creating this yeah. why aren't you buying it right absolutely no, right not, and not it's everybody happen. else's fault that's that's <laughs> exactly. amazing that's amazing because it is it is really essential because that's your business. That's what you're here to do. And so many of these business owners that, you know, maybe transitioning now, like we said in the beginning of this conversation, that they're they're thinking, okay, um, I've got a way to do it better. And so I'm gonna go out there and do it better. And and they haven't taken that time to really go in and figure out what all the moving pieces are. Um, but I agree on the flip side of that you know, um, uh, lean startups, um, when you, when you talked about it, you got to get out, you got to get yeah. out and try things, or you're going to be, um, uh, you're going to be stuck forever in that perfection building process. You know, someone yeah. said, um, um, oh, I can't remember the word. It was something about, uh, you know, uh, the perfection is the, is the, um, is the killer to any kind of, you know, 
the enemy of better. So yeah, perfection is the enemy of better or something like that, is it? That's it. Yeah. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. So yeah, so get out more. there and try it. I love it. I love yeah, it. So, and, and you can spend so much time thinking about getting this perfect and it, and it never will be. And even then, if you get it so close and then you take it out, you know, it's, it's that kind of, I often talk about, um, you have to hear that your baby's ugly and it's really hard. You know, like you take that into the world, you go, look how great this is. And everyone goes, oh, dear. And it's, and it's really yeah, hard. Yeah. But you've got you've got to suck that up because that is a key part of the of the journey is actually being able to. And those are the listen. answers you want. You want someone yeah. to tell you your baby's ugly and you need yeah. to fix this piece here. And then yeah. if you fix that piece, then, yeah, the evolution and the innovation of your product and services is definitely a key part to it. So we've yeah. talked about the product side. And there's mm -hmm. so many moving parts in it. And it's so, it's so important for what you're doing. But once you feel like you've got it going, what's the next step? Yes. Yeah, so, so marketing is, is the critical kind of the, 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 the middle of the three. So you've got product marketing and then sales. And I often think about them as kind of, um, if you think about parts of the body, then, then the product's kind of the head. The marketing is your heart and your sales mm. is your hands. All right. So this, this is much more about the sort of, emotional side of things. How do you connect with people? You can have the best product in the world, but if nobody knows about it, then it's just kind of going to sit there quietly and, and, and fall away. So marketing kind of is like all about- Kind of like my book. <laughs> kind of like my book. <laughs> yeah. So look, this, and this is what we've got to do, right? With everything, all of our products and all of our services. Um, and this, the, the connection with the audience is so critical. Um, so, but, but what people respond to is this articulation, what we talked earlier on, is this why. So if you can be, um, if you can be authentic, if you can be real, if you can make sure that through not just the product itself, but also through your marketing, what you are um, explaining consistently and coherently to your audience is, this is what we're here to do. We, we are here doing this uh, because we want to solve your problems because this is important because your pain is important for us to to help with um then then you're starting to really draw people together um and a lot of the, the sort of the five elements in, in marketing cover things like brands so you know what, what by getting to your why by understanding why it's, it's solving the problem the brand starts to come together as well right it just solves so many problems so so you can start to build a picture of what the brand should look like you've then got the intel which is all about the data where, where do your customers hang out what are they doing what are they thinking what are they feeling what are they afraid of you know what what's what's getting right inside their mindset for that then then content marketing content is so important um google is is really really useful on this as, as it is on many things um and they've got these three numbers that, that google always talk about which is which is 11 7 and 4 um, and these are the numbers within your marketing that you need to think about all the time, okay? Entrepreneurs and, and growth leaders out there. Um, 11, seven and four. So 11, says Google, is the average number of times your brand needs to be seen or touched by somebody on average before they'll buy. Okay, so 11 times on okay. average. And they've got to see it out in the world, they've got to touch it, they've got to feel it, they've got to experience it. Um, but that's not enough. Seven is seven hours. Okay. Now this sounds like a phenomenal amount of time, right? But more and more now, people are not just accepting the face value of things. All right. There's so much more we can dive into online about it. So much more selling is done remotely. So people are doing their research. So you have to have available to your audience seven hours plus on average uh, of um, 
exposition about your brand or, or you know, what it is that you're here to do, why you're doing it. All of that information needs to be out there. Okay, so that's 11 touches, seven hours. And then the last one is four, and that's four environments. So they've got to see you in four different types of communication environments. So video or meeting or telephone call or magazine article or podcast. Um, you know, these are the things that people need to hear. So, you know, we're in a world now where everybody's hyper-connected, where you and I can talk from, you know, thousands and thousands, thousands of miles Southern away. California to UK, right? To the UK, right, right over in Cambridge here. Um, and it's, you know, it's, it's, and it, and it's fa fabulous. But what this does is it then puts pressure on people to try and understand whether you're real or not. And then, you know, it, when you boil everything down, it's about trust, okay? Mm -hmm. People will not buy things if they don't believe it's going to do what they want it to do. So, so all of this marketing content, all of those Google numbers, 1174, are really, really important to making sure that you are connecting with your audience, convincing them, and they feel like they're going to get what they expect. Awesome. Okay, so we've marketed it. We've been out there 11 times. We've got seven hours of content that explains what we're doing. And we've got, we're, we're publishing in four environments. So we've got our product. We've got our marketing piece all lined up. How yeah. do we make the sale, right? Yeah, oh, it's deal time. It's deal time. So deal this time. is it. I, it's the, I, I love this so much because, you know, again, products and marketing on their own will drive you through some leads and that's great, right? But in order to scale, and this is really where the important stuff comes in, and I know obviously from the profit perspective, this is absolutely right in, in your sweet spot. Um, you need to be looking at how you can efficiently convert those leads that mm -hmm. marketing has done so much hard work on you've done you've got your seven hours out there you've got your four environments um all your product stuff you know you've done this beautiful beautiful thing if you are not working on the sales if you do not have a sales process if you're not looking for collaborators people you can partner up with uh, if you don't have goals if you don't know where you're going to go and you and i we share this passion for planning you know you've got to know where you're going right um, the activity side of things, you know, it's all very well doing the planning. Somebody's got to go and pick up the phone. Somebody's got to do all that kind of activity. And then having an understanding of success. Okay, what does success mm. look like? And what do you do when you hit it and then overshoot it? So you're not just sitting there going, that was great. <laughs> um, that was so great, all of this, right? Yeah, exactly. All right, so we've done it. Tick. Um, what you need is this kind of constant kind of reinvention and reimagining of where your business needs to go. So the really, really critical one for, for, for um, SMEs, particularly small businesses, is around sales process. Uh, mm. And I often say, uh, when I start with sales process, I just see entrepreneurs just glaze over, just go to sales and then process. Oh, God. Uh, and it's just like, no, this is, this is critical. And it is about how do you move somebody through four stages, Okay, and the first of the stages is is the identification stage. So I, I by getting these people and, and knowing who they are, um, then you've got to get them to engagement. Okay, and this is where you have generally one sort of key activity. So you do you, you can do a number of different state a, a number of different um, activities within each stage, but generally I find in the engagement stage there is one particular um, activity that smashes all of the others in terms of conversions. Okay, now if you're a restaurant, it might be a, I don't know, a tasting evening, uh, it might be a test drive of your car, uh, it could be an online demo of your system, it could be a free 20-minute um, consultation. You know, one of these activities, once you've identified that customer, by pulling through this activity, you are far, far, far more likely to get them to convert. All right, so that, 
that really needs to be your call to action on pretty much everything. Is right. Everything Do an online funnels demo. into that one thing. Absolutely. Come, come on your online demo, right? And so, or, or, you know, come and have a tasting evening or come and wine testing, whatever it is. That key activity is the thing that takes you from engagement down to conversion. Now, oftentimes as well, um, if you are relatively new to sales, conversion is the time when you're almost cracking open the champagne because somebody said yes, or they've loaded up their cart uh, online, right. or they've, you know, they've kind of like looked around and gone, I really like that. But you and I know that things can happen. Until you've got that, they've, until they've clicked that buy button, until they've put their details in, until they've signed that contract, until the money is in the bank, you cannot rest in sales. Right. You have to get the money in, all right? Or you have to get the contract signed and the commitment there because pandemics hit, apparently. Mm. Uh, and things you happen. You think? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> things just happen. Yeah, they just change the game. So again, don't stop at conversion. Don't stop when they say yes. Only stop when they've actually they've committed, they've, they've signed that contract, the money's in the bank. Uh, and at that point, you can then go and crack open the champagne and have a jolly nice time. Love it. Love it. These are super important. So you've talked about, like, like I've said, you talked about the three pieces. You've talked about having the product in there. You've talked about getting the emotional buy-in in the marketing and getting them through that 11, seven and four number. Then you've spoken about the four stages of sales, which is super important. So now take me into a position where the today's small business owner can master all of these. Is this something that needs three different people? Is this something that can be, that can be farmed out? Where do you think the, the, the benefit will be for listeners to be able to implement this into their business today? Yeah, great question. So, so it, this is all doable. Okay, so, you know, for those doable, out there one person are, doable or doable yeah, team yeah. doable? One person doable. Okay, so okay. the whole idea of this is you can sit there with your laptop um, in your house on your own, starting from your kitchen table, whatever, and, and go through these process and say, right, the first thing I need to do is find my why. I can do that. I can sit there and work it out. Then I can design this product. You know, if it's, a, if it's an online service, something like that, that's, that's, you can do that. Um, in terms of going out into the market, you know, you can buy Facebook ads for, you know, $10 a day these days. You know, it is, you can start to find that audience. You can start to, to get them involved. You can ask them questions. You can show them what you've got and get that feedback. Um, as far as brands are concerned, you know, you can, there's logo makers out there now. And, you know, again, if you, you can get the started site, on your own. Do you know what? And, 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 and that's what I love as well. There's, there's something about that kind of scrappy sort of, right, do you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm going to make it. I'm going to get this done. And then, yes, you can you can add in team members further down the line. But there's a reason why I really focus in on product marketing and sales and not things like legal or financial or HR. You know, those are things that um, that will come in time. All right. You know, you, you don't necessarily have um, anybody from a um, from, from a, uh, an accountancy perspective that's going to be needed to work until you've got a profit, right? Until you're making money. Uh, you're not going to have anybody to HR. <laughs> you're not going to have any right. that legal side to defend if you don't have a, a brand and a product and some, uh, so, and some intellectual property. So that makes total sense. And yes, you should try and do it all yourself until you get some dollars on the, on the, uh, on the books. But then, you know, there are, there's that panic, you know, that we spoke about. A lot of people either don't understand the marketing, you know, the, the product side is, is pretty much coming from, from their heart and they can start to develop that. Mm. 
but then there's that sales side. Look, I'm just uncomfortable. I don't like picking up the phone. I don't like hearing no. I don't want to door knock. I don't want to network. You know, there's always, you know, a dozen or more excuses as to why they don't want to do the sales part. Um, oh, yeah. ha- right. Um, so if we we're going to look at the first person that you hire, would it be the marketing team or would it be the sales team? I mean, you know. It's, it's, it's a great question. So, so the, one of the reasons, again, why there's, there's kind of 50 different answers here is, is I'm really keen and, and within the grocery business to diagnose where your potential weakness is the wrongest is the wrong phrase, but your, your least strong uh, attribute is. And depending on the business and depending on the entrepreneur will depend on this, right? You know, so I, you know, I, I love sales, so I could spend all my life there. I am less good at product development, but actually there are skilled professionals there who are able to help me by building that side out um branding you know that absolutely there's logo makers there's all these things you can do um i have got a professional to do that because that's something that that i i, I would rather have done that way with a professional uh, and so on so you know it, it really it, it, it as there are as many different businesses i'm sure as there are kind of different skill sets combinations of um, so yeah i think the what, what the beauty of of starting it up yourself and sitting there and working through these is you can pretty clearly understand which ones you're, you're least good on and whichever one it is, that's the person to get. All right, that and, and that also, when you can go through this, this practice here of hitting all 15 of those boxes, you're also going to get a clear understanding of what needs to be done. So if you do hire somebody or when you hire somebody, you know yes. exactly what you want them to do because you had your hands in it yourself. Absolutely right. So, you know, so if social media is, is the thing that you, you know, you're absolutely allergic to, then that, <laughs> that is something, you know, you've got to hit these 11 touches, you're going to need some social media expertise in there. On the other hand, if you're always on Instagram, and you know, you kind of love Twitter, and you know, you're getting into TikTok and stuff like that, then that's going to be great for you. But perhaps you're missing out on the, the sales side, because yeah. you'd much rather spend some time looking at, I don't know, cat videos. hilarious hilarious so this has been really valuable stuff mal i mean just having the the understanding that there you know you can go into the weeds or you can keep it pretty simple or you can follow five categories in each section to make sure the gaps are filled and that these pieces are being touched on each time so i love the growth formula i love groshan i love the idea of this and i think it is so valuable for today's business owners considering what's going on so where can listeners find out more information about you and groshan brilliant so um, groshan uh, the website is groshan.co so g r o w t i o n.co now there's a scorecard there um, and we didn't talk specifically about how you can drive leads here. Um, so what, it's a bit of fun. Uh, basically, you can go, you can uh, fill in the scorecard. If you go to groshan.co, grow.co forward slash scorecard, then you can fill in some questions uh, and it will give you a score as to how your growth potential is looking right now. Um, but that's the kind of thing that we, we love to, to help with as well. There's loads of other stuff, loads of free stuff on there. There's tips every day. There's lots, lots you can find to, to help you with your, your business growth. Love it. You know, it is it is really important in, in today's time to have this kind of information and foundation, whether you're starting up or you're scaling and you're scaling from 100,000 to 200,000 or you're scaling from, 
you know, a hundred thousand to a million, whatever, five, 10 million, whatever your growth is, you still need to have these foundational pieces in there. And that's why this is, I'm, I'm really excited to have you and this topic on, on my show today. So right, thank you. Awesome. Thanks, awesome. Okay. Listeners, I hope you have found an idea or two to put into your business that will help you become more profitable. Considering as we've been talking, what's happened to business over the last year, it's now more than ever important to have and create your own profit plan so you too can have a thriving business. To further help my listeners, I am hosting a webinar, a free webinar next Thursday, where I will share three strategies to help you create a thriving profit in your business. You can register for for free at uh, www.thrivingprofit.com. And Mal and I would love to hear your questions, feedback, or even ideas for future shows. Please subscribe and comment on today's podcast so that way we know you're here and we can answer any of your questions. And as always, you can catch Profit with a Plan on any of your favorite podcast players. We're looking forward to more great profitable information on next week's show. So until then, make your plans and profit with it. Thanks, Mal. Thanks very much, Cindy. Great to see you.